Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are reviewing the finale of She-Hulk and Halloween Ends. And don't worry if you are concerned with spoilers. We obviously will not get to those until the end of the show. So you've got to get a little bit of news, but we're going to do uh, abbreviated news this week. So about 20 minutes, and then we're going to get, going to, get to the reviews. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so, Dylan, uh, since you are our, our news hound this week, what do we got? All right. So we've got some juicy ones this week. Yes, it's, not we a, it's not too late. Um, first, some MCU news. This was rumored a couple weeks ago, but it was officially confirmed um by deadline this week and is mm-hmm. that harrison ford is taking over the um general ross uh thunderbolt ross red hulk role for um john hurt is that his name right yeah that yep. dude i don't um, i don't he, remember this who being passed away last year it uh, was a it was a it was a little rumor we didn't talk okay. about it because i didn't want to like until it was confirmed i don't want to do it but he's gonna until, play until you in, hear uh, from the mouse. america yeah, exactly. From the deadline. Um, yeah. They need a mascot. From uh, Captain America New World Order. Okay. Um, so. Um, I, okay, what, look. Um, I have I, thoughts. I, you go first, I, though. I also have thoughts. I don't love it. Um, like, I like Harrison Ford fine. But this isn't an anti-Harrison Ford thing. However, I would say that historically he has proven to not love being a part of uh, big franchises and just doing stuff. Because yeah, he's, he's con- pretty joyless. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's indie, which even then he might hate indie. I'm not sure. I think he actually really likes indie. But I don't know. Maybe. With, the, with his reaction towards Star Wars, I can't imagine he I imagine he views Marvel very similarly to his views on Star Wars. So Yeah, he seems like absolutely miserable in most things that I've seen him in. Uh-huh. So I'm like, at least he's not playing a character that like is happy or something that's true he is playing he's playing a miserable character that's yeah you know that's Um, a good point like i think uh, this has sparked a big discussion about like recasting for deceased actors um and people are like applying it to black panther of course why this and not that of course but i think there's reasons um number one like a quick glance at william hurt's wiki will tell you like what a terrible person he was, you know? Oh, geez. And, um, was he? Also, I don't... Yeah. Bunch of... It, it's, like, too grim to even talk about. Okay, um, sure. So don't worry about it. I don't Not suggest sure. it either. But, um, like, there's that. And then also, I don't think it's, like, too synonymous with the Red Hulk character. I feel like he pretty much Not phoned it in every yeah. time he appeared, you know? Well, and and even, even, if he, even if he was, you know, synonymous with the role... He hasn't portrayed the role in a number of years. I don't he think he wasn't Black Widow. Was he? Briefly, yeah. I he forgot. Reprised the role in Black Widow last year. Okay. Um, but like, I think to imply that, like, well, why not Black Panther? Or to say that would imply that, like, this is a Chadwick Boseman level of like impact that, like, you know, you know what I mean? I think yeah. this is very different. Not Absolutely. all dead people are the same. Right, right. <laughs> what I mean, yeah, I I know I completely get what you're saying. So, well, that being said, I'm not happy about who they chose. Right, but, you're um, right. That it's all a being big said, get, you know, it's a big right. get for Marvel. Like that's a big deal. So, it is. You have to assume they're doing Red Hulk, right? I feel like you wouldn't get Harrison Ford to just do like a general dude, would you? Or would you? No. I don't know. See, I don't know. I feel like Harrison Ford doesn't want to do the big CG monster like, thing. I feel like he doesn't, but I feel like it might be perfect for him because it's just like he doesn't have to do a anything thing with your face, yeah, for a day, and then like we got it, just you know. Do this into the camera, ah, you know, I'm making yeah. a, making a face for our listeners. Then we um, might just like scan him, and then that's it. Just and then yeah, do a video game AI the voice, and they're just paying him for his likeness. I mean, at that point, right? Um. Just so, kidding, just kidding. I, I know I know some people are very excited about this. I'm not not excited about it. I just am pretty ambivalent, I guess. I'm I am the, more excited for the movie itself. Oh, of course. Same here. But the casting specifically, meh. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Anything else to say about that one? Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. So um, moving on to DC, we'll get back to Marvel later. Um, mm. We got a big Hollywood reporter story. THR. Which is basically like, yeah, THR, a little, a little fluff piece about Black Adam and the state that DC's in right now and where they're, what they're doing, you know, um, it confirmed uh, some things are canceled or not finding a home like uh, the Zatanna movie and the Constantine movie. These are the J.J. Um, Abrams yeah. projects and kind of what we assume that everything on the show, like everything on the slate for DC is like probably not happening if it's not filmed, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, well, so I mean, there's that. Who know, Who's and to all, know at this point? Even if it is filmed, who knows? Yeah. Right. Just Rest saying. in peace. Um, Rest in peace to Batgirl. <laughs> Rip. Um, but it says uh the interesting part in here is that like there's a how do I dance around a spoiler here? There's a rumor that at some point in some <laughs> skip uh-huh. skip 30 seconds if you don't want some a, black a, a spoiler. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, skip ahead 30 seconds to a minute if you don't want to catch a black item spoiler. It's a pretty serious spoiler. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, Henry Cavill's in the after credit scene. And right. um, apparently with Superman coming back, it says the studio's eyes are very much on Superman under Warner Brothers' uh, David Zasoff. He's the new guy in charge. Um, they have an intense desire to, re- to reprise the Cavill iteration of the hero. The project would essentially be Man of Steel 2 is being um, produced by Charles Rowan, blah, 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 blah. Um, it says they want Christopher McQuarrie to write the script. It says they're searching for writers right now. So at this point, it's just an idea. Like, what if Henry right. Cavill came back? He is back in some regard. You know, he... that's such an interesting decision to me. Um, I was talking about that with Matt um, from my store, who's been on the show several times, um, about this very spoiler. And I think we can get back into speaking abstractly about this. I think you would want to move on from that, right? I think like. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to just separate, cut ties, and just because then you're still always tied to, you know, the old ways. Yeah, it seems like they're coming back. I don't know. Like they made it seem like it's a clean slate initiative, but it's uh here we are with Henry Cavill. I'm okay. I guess if like we're doing that, you could just maybe reset the continuity or something. I don't know. I really like Henry Cavill in the role. I'm not gonna right. like complain about that. I'm not sure if that's like because of his acting or other reasons, but like I'm glad right. that he's back regardless. But, I mean, um, he he is nice to look at at the very least. So yeah, but Michael, we need to think with the head on our shoulders. You oh, know? I see. Excuse me. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um. Me. So I, I don't I don't know if we really if he needed to come back, they could have cast someone else. I um, mean, truly, they could have. But I mean, but I'm happy about it. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm not. I, we should stop because it's been a minute. That's it. Oh, it's been well over a minute. Well, sorry if we're just talking about Harry Gavel. There's no reason at this point. It's a Witcher thing. Yeah. So the next season of Witcher, well, that should be cool, right? It's going to feature him. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. amazing. How about anyway? That? <laughs> Yikes! I don't know. I'm. I, I would rather him be gone if I had to choose. I like throw the baby out. Me, with the me, too, me too. Everyone gone. Just, just cut ties. Call it. You know. I like Al Gadot too. Um, but and Jason Momoa is a uh, charismatic, but I don't really like him as Aquaman. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Just, they are just, out of the picture. Start it's time. Over. It's it's time, Michael. You, they don't have the um, they don't have the cachet to do what Marvel did, and just like you know what, we'll bring Deadpool and and Wolverine in with their original actors. Why not? yeah maybe they will they think they can i mean they think um, that's true they think a lot of things they, they do they do think that though they, they do, do be, be thinking, thinking. <laughs> they do be thinking uh, it's the first mistake okay so back to marvel werewolf yes. by night was our first uh, disney plus marvel special yes and apparently they're thinking of converting some announced projects to specials in the vein of werewolf by night rather than like a six to nine episode tv show and okay. the Cosmic Circus is that's the source here is reporting wow. that Nova is the one Dylan, that will be <laughs> what if the Cosmic Circus is leaking this stuff? Why can't they would know about Nova though? It's a cosmic story. Why are we leaking this? Well, uncanny universe. We gotta be leaking all these X-Men stories. You can often say things that are like obvious too. Like I bet Uncanny Universe exclusive, it will focus on Richard Ryder 
and Sam Alexander. Like they're both no way. You think? Yep. Yeah. We Whoa, can't confirm whether or not they'll both be Nova, but they both characters will appear either in the movie or they will be talked about for the sequel to that. We'll, movie. we'll be referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Referenced wow. either verbally or visually or by the director in an interview by outside intent. of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Or just by Twitter. So right. I mean, there you go. so you're, you, you heard, heard it here first. first. Yep. Um, either way, that's cool. I like, I like the concept of the, uh, werewolf by night thing. Yeah. I think that's good. I, I like it. I want, so, I do want it to be a little bit longer. So you could call it like a TV movie. I think that'd be cool. You know, right. A little, add a little half hour to it or something, but I'm on board. It's a big commitment. A show at all times, you know, like, right. It's too much. Give me specials. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I agree. Okay, so we got some um, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts oh, news. God. I forget that this is happening, but um, who, who who still cares about this? Well, Bumblebee. We liked Bumblebee. Let's remember. We did. Okay, but this we seems like, like it's Bumblebee. a return to like the old Transformers movies that we didn't like. So I feel the uh-huh. same way that you do. I'm not. I'm not too hyped for this one. But uh, director Stephen Capel, Capel Junior. Sure. He did. He did Creed two. Um, okay. He's announced that Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson are joining the movie in key voice roles. Sorry, uh, okay. voice roles. Yeah. Um, oh, you need to help me with I was the gonna say pronunciation. They got... Oh no, I don't have the article pulled up. Yeoh is voicing uh, Eraser. Eraser. Sure, Eraser. That's gotta be. <laughs> um, She's a maximal. What's that? Do you know what that is? A maximal? No, I don't. I think that the okay. ones that turn into big like gorillas and stuff. Like um, it's like she Beast turns Wars. into a falcon, a oh. peregrine falcon. Okay. And then Pete Davidson will voice Mirage, an Autobot who transforms into a silver blue Porsche nine sixty four nine six four. I'm sorry, I'm probably saying it wrong. Nine six four, Dylan, not nine sixty four. Jeez, I don't Dylan. know. Okay, nine hundred and sixty four. Nine hundred six four. Uh, to the the Maximals, by the way, are a faction of the Beast War portion of the Gen One continuity family. Ah, huh. so animals, as I so Falcon Michelle, yo, that's cool. Sure. Um, does this make you? Does this change your mind, Michael? Um, I believe you know that it doesn't. Uh, if if Michelle now if Michelle Yeoh was a live action the member of the cast, that's a mm-hmm. different. That's something else. Although I do respect Anthony Hop, Sir Anthony Hopkins, and he chose to be in these movies, so I don't know. Everyone collects a check sometimes, Michael. Man, you know? that's that's true. Don't forget John Cena. You know what are you talking about? Everything An actor he does of his is a caliber is above that's Transformers. Ba- that's Batista. Oh yeah, I forgot. No, John Cena Thanks. knows what knows his station. Yeah, he knows his lane. Yeah, and he stays in it, and he excels. Who's your favorite Transformers uh, beast? Oh, um, boy, that's got to be. Oh, you, no. any Transformer. Who's oh. your favorite one? Oh man, oh, um, like one that people don't know, maybe you bumper, know, like bumper jumper, bumper jumper, bumper that's jumper. Cool. It's my favorite. What does he do? He um, he he's, has like he's bumpers, a, like yeah. So he transforms into a bumper pool table. Um, oh, so okay. he lives in he lives in Optimus Prime's rumpus room. Um, and he turns into a bumper pool table. It's actually interesting. He's really known for his dexterity. He's purple as well. Oh, that's cool. I like mm-hmm. him. I wonder if he'll be yeah. in this one. Uh, Mine I, is um, yeah. He he slides. He slides around. That's how he like he's you know he has like really good movement as well. Oh, okay. His Excellent. name is Skidmark. Um, <laughs> nice. What color is he? Oil. No, we can go with oil slick. Maybe I don't know. Oh, Skidmark. He, you know, he's brown. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, he's neutral tones. Let's say that neutral tones. Okay. With little I... pops of yellow, you know, little little <laughs> corn spots. Uh, <laughs> so, um, bumper jumper is always my go-to when I because I don't know transform. Wait, is that it's... real or did you make that up? No, no, I made that up. Oh, okay. Um, but bumper jumper, it's a it's a control scheme from Halo for anybody that doesn't know. But but bumper jumper to me sounds like a true Transformers name. Um. So does Skidmark. It does. Skidmark absolutely does. But I found a Transformers name generator. There's some really good ones like um, Rage Point, Outburst, 
Nightlight, Rough Burst. I don't know. I feel like Transformer names are just very. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I just don't like Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you'll like this one. We liked the last one, so you never. We know. did. We did. But that was a, that was a whole pandemic ago, Dylan. I forgot that movie. Yeah, same. Um, and this is not Bumblebee two like we wish it was. But, um, okay. Are you? I know you're not a Transformers fan, but are you a Barbarella fan? Um, no. I have seen the original, the original Barbarella. Film. I haven't. Do I need to to get uh, ready for this next one coming out? Is it a sequel? Or so a Sony Pictures is making a. The, we really know nothing about it other than the deadline saying that Sony is making it and that um, Sydney Sweeney is going to be oh. in it. She's from Euphoria, Madam Web, two times Emmy nominee. Bold There's no call, writer. Bold crediting anything. her as being from Madam Web, which isn't even how. Well, she's an up and comer. Okay. Okay. Um, but this is like the thing where the studio will put together a package and be like, we should make We're, this, you know, sell a package. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sydney Sweeney Barbarella movie. Like that kind of sells itself. I feel like. Um, sure. Uh, I know almost nothing about Barbarella. It's Barbarella. It's a 1960s sci-fi uh, futuristic sci-fi thing um, that was known. The, the lady that played the original Barbarella, Jane Fonda was like sort of the, that's all I knew sex symbol type, type of, Think, think, Tomb Raider. You know something that is not not the newer Tomb Raider, the older Tomb Raiders. You know, think about okay. something that's more like less about the plot and more about who you're looking at in out and what outfit she's wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's sort of like yeah. It's I like de- the vibe, the aesthetic of it. I guess. Oh, the aesthetic is great. I do like. Yeah. I think um, if. They've leaned into it a little bit more with the comics. I haven't read them. The covers uh, are hypersexualized, but the interiors tend to be not so much. And actually, a lot like um, any of the other Dynamite books, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where they're they're hypersexualized covers, but then you open the book and it's just like a normal comic book. So they really do lean into that retro aesthetic. So I I hope that this feels like a retro film as opposed to a modern sci-fi because That'd it was be all cool. it was already retro futurism in 1960s when it came out like it was whoa this is so weird and kooky yeah i think if they want to distinguish themselves it should be that that'd be cool yeah well the, I, the, I think i think so too same with i think should use like old school music too like 60s type that'd be cool sci-fi soundtracks the description doesn't help me really understand. It says she's an astronaut from the 41st century set out to find and stop an evil scientist, Duran Durand, whose ray <laughs> threatens the to bring back evil to the galaxy. Okay. Cool. Um, it's I guess it was a French comic book to begin with, it says. Yeah. Based on Jean-Claude Forrest's French comic book. Interesting. Um, it, it looks now like it's an American movie. dynamite comic book. Yeah. How the Mighty Have Fallen. Um. We'll watch it. I like Sydney Sweeney a lot. You'll once you see Madam Web, Michael, you'll you'll be a Sydney Sweeney fan too. Okay. I, I mean to watch Euphoria, Dylan. One day maybe I will, but no, no, I don't think you said it's not very good. Oh wow. I thought you liked Euphoria. Do you ever watch things you hate? Um, no, I don't have time for oh, that. Well, I, I mean like Euphoria actually one, hate or Euphoria one was good, but two got pretty bad, and I think I'm done with it now. So I wouldn't it's not even like Game of Thrones where you get like five good seasons, you know? It's like there's right. one. So like I wouldn't I would skip it. Far wow. Okay. Well, sorry. But sorry, that's sorry to this man. Okay. Well, let's hear about the live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine PM Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to the review for She-Hulk, Dylan, I think you have some extra stuff to add on to the... Uh... A few events. We got one uh, 
Got one this Friday. If we still have tickets available, it's a Jeremy Hahn signing. It's a whiskey tasting also at the Galleria area store starting at 8 p.m. Uh, check your local Bedrock, see if there's any tickets left. And then the next day, we got Bedrock City Con, our next mini Comic-Con vendor show thing. It's at No Label Brewery, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. all day. And um, we have like 60-something vendors, food trucks, few artists, um, trick-or-treating. You can take the kids, and each vendor has candy, so they can like go around to all the vendors and trick-or-treat. Okay, um sweet. And it's like a kid-friendly place, you know, they got a playground and stuff, so it's gonna even be fun. though it's and a then, um, even though it's a brewery, you can still bring the kids a blueberry. A blueberry. Yes. Yes. Bring the kids to and the you don't blueberry. have to it's not like a you have to drink thing. It's like it's like our event. That's just the venue basically. Sure. Um but then uh next week, starting next week, is our Halloween sale, Friday through Sunday, and Monday if you're in costume, everything at every bedrock city will be on sale. I'm excited. Simple as that. Yes. Okay. Um, before we get to our review, we got our picks of the week. Um, Dylan, do you want to pick first? Yeah. I pick Crypt of Shadows, number one. It's a new Marvel Halloween special. It's a bit of an anthology, so it's got spooky Marvel characters. It's got Moon Knight, also Bloodstone, Man-Thing. Just in time Werewolf for by Werewolf Night. by Night. Uh, whatever. What are we calling it? I know we just did a news story on it, but what are they calling a Disney Plus special? Does it a have special, a fancy? Yeah, okay, it doesn't have a like cool that. name. Why do they call them one shots? Like, seems to be you like you can't do another one. Oh, that's right. I guess you could. I don't know, but anyway, that's my pick. Okay, I am picking Crypt of Shadows number one, the <gasps> Ryan that? Brown variant. Um, oh, it, it, okay. it's a it's a uh, a horror book from Marvel about with a uh, man thing Morbius um x23 yeah uh, yeah it's morbid time um but specifically the ryan brown variant it's got a it's a great cover with man thing and x23 on it um and i remember i I did flip through this book today as i was checking in stuff and it looks really cool um just in time for halloween good spooky read um sub pick i know not every store ordered it so um american mythologies is doing a comic adaptation of night of the living dead it's really cool so we have that in at uh, clear lake at the very least Cool. Um, but it's a relatively smaller publisher, so I don't expect everyone to have that one. Um, but anyway, all right, spoilers for She-Hulk. Full spoilers. If you the whole if you series. The whole series. If you if you haven't watched it or don't care, stop now. Skip in twelve minutes, <laughs> and then yeah. we'll get to Halloween. Unless you care about spoilers for that. All right, you've been warned. Dylan, take it away. All right. So this is the finale. Finale. The big finale. I want to. Um, yeah, the finale. I, I'm going to interject immediately and say that I loved it. By the way, I oh, loved. Okay. I loved this finale. I thought it was fantastic. I have mixed feelings. I enjoyed it as well. Okay. I guess we can lay that out there. Um, it started with the really cool Lou Ferrigno classic yes. Hulk intro. I thought that was done really well. Like it seemed like they actually put a lot of effort into it. You know, they did. It didn't feel as hokey as it could have. Yeah, I didn't feel like an afterthought, but like there were new like set pieces and like new costumes and like like really meticulously filmed to right to mirror Very it. Good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I liked the practical Hulk that they used for that as well. Um, oh yes, I loved it. But the episode itself was basically like an intelligentsia meeting infiltration from Pug and um, what's her friend's name? I'm already forgetting. Shows out of oh uh, yeah I don't know her best friend yeah her best friend with the Y Jenny we'll call her that Jenny from the block like that yeah uh, and J Lo so they're trying to infiltrate intelligentsia that's so hard to say um, infiltrate intelligentsia yeah yeah I don't like it and then meanwhile Jen is going on a retreat because she's really stressed out you know about what happened last episode going on a retreat to Mia Blonsky's uh getaway. But it turns out it's one and the same. The intelligentsia event is at Emil Blonsky's uh, camp uh, retreat. Re- retreat, yeah, resort. Um, <laughs> and he's he's speaking at the event as abomination. He's been, I guess, turning into abomination and uh, taking speaking events. So, which is very funny to me. Yeah. Um, so it was like a cool, like, uh, like clash of all the storylines coming together. Um. The episode went really quickly to me, actually. It I did. don't know if it was short, it was but it super felt quick. really short. It was 32 minutes in total, which is about right. But the credits are so long on the show. It's really like 25. Yeah. Um, I guess like the big thing to note about it is like 
all the things start happening in this episode. Like um, Hulk comes back. He pops out of the ceiling to help Jen. Uh, Abomination is, uh, and they start, he starts fighting with Abomination because he thinks he was attacking Jen. Todd is on stage. He injects himself with Jen, some kind of, you know, some sort of chemical serum. made from Jen's blood. Right. And uh, he becomes Todd Hulk or Hulk King or whatever he is. Yeah. And, uh-huh. um, yeah. And then, oh, uh, Titania bursts through the wall too. Right. She's here. Every, everybody's there. Yeah. Everyone shows up. And then we get the fourth wall break moment, which yes. we've had a lot of, but this one was like the most substantial so far, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part I, I thought it was really funny and I enjoyed watching it, but I do have some mixed feelings about it. What do you, how, how did you feel about the whole fourth wall break? Okay. Uh, At, I really liked it. I thought it was really, really bold. Um, it was a super bold choice. Um, we talked about this forever ago. I don't know if you remember, but we're I like, don't. apparently she's going to talk to Kevin Feige in this show. Like we, it was like maybe a year old that we like, really? like a year ago we talked about this. But yeah, okay, interesting. Kind of happened. Um, I don't, I don't remember that, but um, I, I really liked it. Um, I really liked Jen walking around in the in our world as She Hulk and as. It, it was very dark tower um in the last two books when they sort of cross over from the book world into the into our world and it's just super meta but in meta in a way that I really enjoyed and they and they just continued to be um so astute at what people were going to be saying about the show like I mean with the intelligentsia as well but mm-hmm. um but with the real world stuff too, like there was so much, um, it's amazing how dialed in they are with what people are going to, what opinions people are going to have about what they're doing. Um, right. I, I, I thought it was very interesting. I, I can definitely see people not liking it or not, you know, not connecting with you, but I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Did it get you the uh, Disney plus menu thing? Did you really, Oh, did I pause it or something? Or no, did... not at all. But like, okay. Uh, but I mean, I love that. I thought that was an excellent gimmick. I love a gimmick like that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's good. They just can't ever change their menu. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, right. Then that just won't, it becomes unwatchable. No, then they just re-edit it, right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, the gist of the fourth ball break moment was at the Disney Plus logo. Like, all this is happening. She's like, I guess she doesn't like how it's going down. So she wants to meet with the writers of the show. So the um, Disney Plus menu pops up and she jumps out of her her logo and um, enters into like assembling the Marvel Universe, some special or some something. documentary. Yeah. And um, talks to the writers and then talks to, to Kevin. But um, <laughs> is looking for Kevin. Yeah, looking for Kevin. But um, I, I feel like somewhere Ryan Reynolds is like screaming and crying like, oh, I want to do that, you know, like. <laughs> You oh, I know. It's talk, felt like such a Deadpool thing. Again. Oh yeah. no, not no, not like that. I mean, since you said it's a Deadpool thing, I think it's like some people who are really mad at it. I think would be like eating it up if Deadpool did this. I will say, you know oh, what I mean. Of course. Yeah. Um, but th- I, I okay. Look, I I don't. I can see not liking that fourth wall thing, but I, that doesn't make it bad. That just makes it something a piece of content that you didn't enjoy because I feel like it was executed very well. Whether or not you liked liked that direction, I think all all parts about it dialogue, execution, visually, the jokes, like yeah. can you like having having her transform off screen because it's too expensive? Hilarious. Yeah, he was like, like I need to turn back into Jen. <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> very funny. I, I liked it. Yeah, and then we got our X Men tees also. Yeah, right. Jen and then gives the thumbs thankfully. up. Yeah, very funny. We're, we're wondering the same thing. Um, okay, so my only I like all of that in and of itself. You know, I think that that separated is done really well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's like a little bit of a consequence for me, like throwing out all the other storylines the way they did because. I think like the end of the show became more about like 
the writer's room versus the internet rather than like She-Hulk and her like storyline threads that were happening, you know? Sure. It was like, it was so bold, like you said, to the point where it was like, throw everything out. This is what the show is about a little bit, you know? And mm-hmm. I liked it a little bit more when it was balancing the two, like her duality struggle and the the storyline okay. of Abomination and, and Hulk himself and the intelligentsia stuff. Like I liked it when it was walking the line between the two a little bit. But at the end, they were like, no, we don't care about any of that. We're doing this, you know? Um, so yeah. I think it was a little bit at the expense of wanting to see the payoff of like what are the consequences for josh for like you know sleeping with her and stealing her blood and and true you know stuff like that and yeah i, want, I, I wanted that. to see like a longer maybe like maybe she had paused it later like not fighting but like a longer confrontation that would have like gotten some resolution so so you don't feel you don't like you don't hate the gimmick you you hate or you don't like that it was um that it sidelined the plot that we've spent eight episodes getting a little invested in. Yeah. Especially sure. because it was like people, I feel like there was the, like the theme of the show was like, people only like She-Hulk. They don't like me, you know? And I don't sure. think we got like a resolution to that either. Or like a satisfying, not that you need like a full, like a full stop. Like this is solved now, but I don't think we got like the, um the little like tying up the, the like, putting a bow on the story. You're line, right. You know? You're right. We didn't. Um, but I think ultimately, though, I don't think that really harms the show. Um, I think I think this this is the most rewatchable of all the Marvel MCU shows uh, or, or, or the the Disney Plus shows, I should say. Um, I don't know. I, I, I get it is that. really watchable. Yeah, I get that complaint and it it's totally valid because they did give you a lot of plot that never went anywhere. Um, and could have could have all been wrapped up on this episode, but um, they went on. They went in a completely different direction, which I respect the boldness of that. I thought that was really interesting because it was well executed. If it was not well executed, then I'd, I'd probably have a bigger problem with it. Um, yeah, the like I said, the thing itself was really great, but it's just like a little bit at the expense of other things, you know? Yeah, like you can't her saying, I don't want this to end like a brawl because that's really cliche and boring, you know? Mm hmm. But then just not, they went back and that was just over. You know, there wasn't like a different resolution to it. Yeah. It was just erased, you know? So mm-hmm. I think like if they had written in a new resolution that like she would have liked better, that would be cool. But we did get our Fast and the Furious family dinner at oh the very God. end with Matt Murdock. We did, yes. <laughs> Which and, I very much appreciated. And the really the expected but not expected in this capacity i think reveal of the new character sort yeah. of like hulk's like hey you know i've been spending all this time on sakar and so i'm back and anyway here's scar he's my son okay bye it was like i oh. still yeah i still think there's something there is some weird pacing like because they cut out an episode of the show and then they moved around the thing the, yeah, the origin that felt I really. Like, I feel like we can see the seams sometimes, like something uh-huh. with that. That didn't. Seem it felt right to really me. weird, <laughs> right? It felt, yeah, it felt like there was. I, it was like I'm missing something, which we will get to in our next review. Um, I want to cut that out. To be honest, scar the, the scar stuff. Well, because it yeah. didn't. What's the payoff? Like, why? I, I guess later, but. Well, yeah, but like. Not at all earned, I feel like, you know? Maybe they filmed it, so they're like, well, we got to put the new character in. We filmed it. I get the inclination to do that, but, like, I feel like people don't like that character now, even though they did nothing. They didn't even speak, really, so. True. It's because of the haircut. I think that didn't help either. The, like, yeah. the shaved, receding hairline was, like, a very interesting choice for, for him, you know? Um, but uh, there's... People have been talking online about whether or not they're going to consolidate Scar and Hulkling the characters because it's like oh, that makes sense. From the Hulk, Hulkling is going to show up at some point. So um, I don't know anything about those characters. I don't know if I'd be okay with that, but like I would prefer them to be separate. I think because the Hulkling story is that he's half Kree and half Scroll, and I think that's pretty interesting. Rather than like Hulk's son, I think it's a little bit more boring to me. 
Oh, yeah. And it's very safe to just be, oh, I'm Hulk's son. Okay. Well, here we <laughs> exactly. go. Yeah, that that to me was the only dud of the episode. It was like, okay, cool. We have Scar for some reason. Yeah. It felt it very weird. not MCU. It felt very like DCEU. Yeah, like Black Adam. Yeah. Oh, um, it felt very but, like, oh yeah, here's this guy. But I did like that Jen wrote Matt Murdock into the finale. That was pretty cool. You yes, know? I love that. Um, I really liked their chemistry. I hope they like, I'm sure this is just like a gag for this show, but like, I would look, like it to continue. I think it'd be cool. You know, it's like, Me too. it's rare for MCU actors who are a couple to have chemistry. I feel like, like yeah. Jane and Thor done. Totally. Like, I don't think Pe- Peggy and Captain America had great chemistry either. You know, it's like right. They have really. It's like it was like a little bit like Pepper and Iron Man like did banter. You know, right? Um, I believed it. Right. They sold it to me, and I bought it. And these characters aren't Endgame in the comics, but it's okay. You can like rewrite some stuff. You know. Yeah. Who cares? Maybe they'll show up in his show. You never know. See, that could be. I mean, I I bet I bet we haven't seen the last of them, but um. I think, like, no matter what you feel of this show, like, the big takeaway is that, like, Tatiana Maslany, She-Hulk is, like, a really good addition to the MCU. You know what I mean? I I mean, I agree with you, but there definitely are people that completely and wholeheartedly disagree. I don't get that. I get having problems with the writing, but, like, the character itself is so great. It's, like, so so refreshing, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, no, No big notes. No notes, really, at all in the season. Great it's exactly it's more than i expected more than i wanted um we're 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 trending upwards with ms marvel with moon knight then ms marvel and then this awesome what's next uh you you tell me secret invasion that's the isn't it animated oh no 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 that's, no, that's the, the um sam jackson right. show so nick uh, fury okay well we'll see We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear about these gaming events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and signups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Halloween Ends. That's right. Spoilers for Halloween Ends. If you care uh, or any of that business, uh, stop now. Don't skip forward because that's it. Yeah, there's no more show after this. Well, until next week. Um, but you're not gonna. You're gonna catch all the spoilers. We're gonna spoil the whole franchise. So you've been warned. Oh, that's it. <laughs> all right. That's it. Spoilers. Anyway, so. Here we are, Halloween ends, the culmination of the trilogy, the the David Gordon Green trilogy. Um, I don't know if it's fully written by Danny McBride or if it's co-written by Danny McBride on all of them, um, but I know they did the first one together. Um, anyway, so they're all directed by David Gordon Green. He of Pineapple Express fame, right? I don't remember what else he's done. Things like uh... that. I don't know. He yeah, he's done a lot of TV, and I'm looking right now. Yeah, it's a lot of um, comedy. Eastbound and Down. No, he didn't do. uh, (laughs) Yeah, he did. Your Highness, The Sitter, Pineapple Express. Yikes. Okay, so not 
not like the best. Anyway, well, we're we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. So, um, I'm gonna take the lead on this one. So the first movie, well documented, we all liked. Um, everyone, we all liked everyone who's been on the show liked Halloween 2018. Excellent. I am a lifelong Halloween fan. I love these movies. I've grown up with them. I'm a really really big fan. Um, even Halloween three, which Michael Myers is not even in literally not even in it. Not like this one where he's barely in it. He's actually not even a character in the movie. What about you, Dylan? Are you a fan of the franchise like as a whole or just like 2018 or. Um, I think I've only seen the original and then this new trilogy. I I think I've seen another one other than that, but not enough. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm like a a fan, but I do really like the 2018 one's my favorite. So I do. That's very good. 2018 is very good. Um, and uh, spoilers, I will say, I think David Gordon Green got lucky with 2018 because kills is bad. Um, if a you fluke. listen, a fluke, if you listen to our review for kills, uh, we didn't like kills. Um, and I didn't really like this one, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, this movie seems to be dividing a lot of people online, and I guess it's being a little generous, it's mostly negative. There are a few standout, um, Defenders of the movie. Um, but I really was unfortunately I, I I didn't have a good time watching this movie. Um, what about you, Dylan? I also walked away disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um like like you said, I didn't really like uh Halloween kills. So I was like, it's gotta be better than that, you know? Um surely they so learned. So I was lesson. like, yeah, my expectations were low and I was ready to like enjoy whatever we got, kind of. Um, and then I like still left disappointed. I liked it less than Halloween kills even. So, right. That's where I sat with it. Yeah. I, 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 I sort of am with you. I liked it less than kills. Um, I'm, I'm going to ultimately rate it the same. So if you remember what we rated kills, then there's your spoiler. Um, but I think I hate, I, I, I dislike them for different reasons. Um, anyway, let's talk about this movie. So, um, we have the old cast back, of course. We have Jimmy Lee Curtis um, and Andy, whatever, I don't know her last name, plays uh, Allison. Yeah, her and, granddaughter. Yes, her granddaughter. Will Patton is great as Frank, the sheriff or deputy or whoever, the, the mm-hmm. older law guy. Uh, he's back. Um, and we are introduced to a new character in the beginning of the movie, played by Rohan Campbell, a character named Corey. Um, Mm -hmm. and a really strong opening scene. I'll tell you the opening scene of this movie had me into it. I, yeah, I was about it. It was, I was intrigued. I, it was wild. It it's, if you, if you haven't seen it, it is a, uh, older teen, um, babysitting a boy. Um, parents are out of town or out for a night in the town and through an unfortunate series of events, um he accidentally kills the boy uh because the boy traps him in a in a in a room at the top of the stairs and he's trying to break his way out he eventually bursts the door open and the kid flies backwards over the over the stairs and face down dies right as mom and dad are coming home um and so and then we get a nice little montage about how ever since uh halloween ever since michael myers um, that the night of Halloween has sort of like infected um, the town of Haddonfield and all these tragedies tend to happen on Halloween night, like suicides, murders, whatever, all these problems. Um, and it's interesting. And we have a very interesting opening scene. And I really liked the opening titles. I thought the opening titles were very good. They're very reminiscent of how they were paying an homage to Halloween four. Um, the titles were very cool, very retro. Um, I liked right. that a lot. Um, and I and I'm still with it up to this point of the movie, uh, which is you know ten minutes, but um, I'm with it. Um, I didn't the movie didn't lose me till about forty minutes in when I realized that oh, Corey is the main character. And I mean, like even past that, I was hoping that that wasn't the case. I was like, it's just like maybe the first act about Corey. So I was like, still having hope throughout that. We would pivot to Lori, you know, or right. even like Allison, like a different story, but that kind of right. never happened. Right. Like we didn't like, so m- let's just talk about the problems that I had with the movie. So um, we have 
Laurie Strode. So I don't have any problems with the actors themselves. I think everybody played their roles well. Um, I, Jamie Lee Curtis was was great as always. Um, everybody, everybody I was thought, good. I thought Rowan Campbell was really good. I did too. He was excellent. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, but so none of this is the actor's fault. Um, some of the dialogue is really bad, but again, that's not their fault. Um, right. Um, so I have a really big problem with the characterizations of Lori and Allison specifically. <laughs> um, it's just, I it, before we get into Corey and where he fits in, all of a sudden Lori, who has spent the past however many years since 1977 or whatever um and then to 2018 and through kills being a complete paranoid um you know recluse having a hard time etc 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 living her life in fear of michael myers and getting ready for this big fight that did you know whatever she is now turned over a new leaf and has decided to um celebrate halloween and like it is such an unbelievable 180 for a character that i think dylan and i talked about this um before the show uh about how we felt that both of us who were watching independently one of the thought this was like a trap for michael or something this was some sort of a she's putting on a better homes and gardens act you know yeah that's what i was hoping because like you would think she would maybe like be in an even worse mental state after her daughter is murdered by right. Michael, you know, like right. her daughter was killed in the last film. Right. Right. So, so it's her and her granddaughter living together now. And she's just like, like you said, turned like an almost unbelievable corner. Like she's in therapy now, I guess. And, uh, and Michael Michael Myers is out there, right? Like they know he's out there. Yeah. Right. It doesn't like, they, like, like <laughs> where do we leave it? It kills. He escaped. Right. Yeah. So like she just in the year since then got over it. Even all that, I could like forgive all that, but like, like maybe she's like, Oh, I need to like actually start living, you know, like for my grant, she's like, she only has me now. I need to be like a stable, you know, like Mm -hmm. I could see that, but then like celebrating Halloween and being like chipper and like going outside on the porch and like chilling on Halloween is like, it didn't none of that to me at all. And I also think, Allison would be traumatized too. Her mom died a year ago. Yeah, like, murdered. Die, murdered. Excuse me. Her mom got in murdered. Front of her. Yeah. In the year, in the year prior, you know. Got... And now she's going to a Halloween party with a boy she just met. A creepy weirdo boy. Yes. Um. So okay, let's. That brings us to Corey. So again, Rowan Campbell was awesome. Very good in this movie. Um. That being said, his character doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't like that. So when we're introduced to him, you know, post in post uh, prologue, um, we have he he gets harassed by some bullies, gets his hand cut open and he has to go to the hospital. And Laurie Strode takes him to the hospital for some reason because she intervenes in the fight. Um, and she's takes him to the hospital where Allison works, her daughter to set them up on a date also that seems to be on in on her mind and that whole scene was just very awkward to me um because i felt like i missed something it felt like you know when you're at home and you're watching you're ron watching something and you're you're on your phone something happens on the tv and you're like oh hold on i gotta rewind it i missed something why is this happening um maybe it was cut Right, but like it doesn't make any sense because th- then you need to edit around that because every the way everyone was was acting initially in that hospital scene was like as if this is something that Lori does all the time in bringing people into the hospital to set up Allison because it's, yeah Allison immediately knew that Lori was bringing her in to set her up on a date like that's so bizarre like why. Um, Even beyond that, like the way they were interacting, I was convinced that they knew each other like from school right, or something. Right. So the way Allison and Corey were re- were interacting, it's as, as if he was a character from the previous films. Yeah. Like, and he's not. It Now, could they have known each other? Of course. Sure. But that's but not... But it was... That's it such... was giving Twilight, like... 
it's and such I like a the Twilight movies for what they are, but it's giving like I just met you, but I would die for you. It's just it, you and me against the world. Very like, after a day. Very very poor, uh, like a a teenager writing Romeo and Juliet. You know, like yeah. sort of like it doesn't make any sense. It's it's bad storytelling at that point. Like it now maybe something did get cut out, but then at that point you need to you don't cut it out or. You have a movie that doesn't make sense. I I talked about this with Matt in the store. Uh, he's he he'll defend this movie pretty heavily, um, but I'll tell you the way you fix that is the only way to fix it would have been to have had Corey in the first two films, you know, as a part of the friend group, maybe an outlier, but like he's in the movie. They reference him. They know him, and talk about his dark past, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah, he could have been Allison's boyfriend throughout. You know? Right. There's no reason he couldn't have been one of the kids that they were hanging out with in the first movie. No reason. Sure. Or the second movie. No reason. Um, but anyway, here we are. And this kid, it's not clear immediately that he's going to turn out to be the antagonist, I don't think. Um, or, or I don't think it becomes clear, but we don't know. It's not telegraphed completely that he's just going to become Michael too. Uh, Michael Myers' son. Um, it is. It's not telegraphed that, but it's telegraphed that he's like no good. Yeah, <laughs> he's like oh, the yeah. actor so creepy. I was like, what are they gonna do with him? He's too like. Yeah, I guess he's kind of like um to be a protagonist. Yeah, he look. He's like Ramsey in Game of Thrones. It's like this guy is clearly just a scumbag. Um. Yeah. But so then Corey goes and meets Michael Myers in his Hobbit hole. Um. Michael Myers has been living in this hobbit hole under a bridge in Haddonfield. Like Pennywise, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a homeless man, we find out later, who lives right next next to him and knows he's there. And why didn't Michael kill him? I don't know. Um, but uh, th- there's a lot of plot. There's a little bit of plot that we're not getting to, but that's not important. There's, I'm hitting the big beats that are just so stupid to me. Um, like when Corey goes into the hobbit hole to f- look for Michael Myers, I think is what he's doing. Uh, and he finds him. Michael grabs him by the throat to choke him, and then lets him go. Why? Yeah. So people were asking when we got out of the our, our uh, screening of it. People were asking about that. They were like, "Because they were asking me about how the Halloween franchise, I guess, because oh, I was boy. the most familiar with it there." And they were like, "Was there some kind of like energy transference, like his consciousness or something like that?" I was like, "No, no, none of that. Like that's not that's not what they're." I could see thinking that. If you well, aren't familiar, Halloween six does do that. I know, but that's but, not what they were going for. In this of course, no, no, it no. was just bad. I think no, it was just bad. I, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it truly is. Um, and Matt says it's like he could sense the darkness within him, which is so stupid. Not, not that Matt saying that, but like that's he's he told me that argument, and I see people making it, and I, I hate that. I that is the dumbest argument. He saw the evil in him. Get out of here. Um. It's maybe so if you had seen him kill those kids, you know. Right, right. Maybe, maybe. Different order, like switch maybe, around the scenes. Maybe Michael sees Corey do a bad thing, do a murder, um, and decides, hey, this kid's going to help me get to Lori. Because we know Michael's smart. You know, we know he can think and plan and do these things, right? So he would be that manipulative if he needed to be. Um which anyway. is like almost more unforgiving because I feel like I I would be very forgiving with whatever you do with Michael because to me he's almost not like too much of a character he's just kind of like a thing you know right so well like he's, anything... he's credited as the shape right oh I didn't know that right okay. he's credited as the shape right so like he is not he is he's a tool that. yeah right and like so I could forgive like almost any like weird character like diversion for him because. He's not a character, but like there are a few basic rules I think that he follows that we could believe we could be asked to believe. And I think they like diverge from that a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Also, like physically diverge from that because I don't really see how Corey like overpowered him so easily. Um, yeah, for real. When they fought, did you have a problem with that? <sighs> they just kind of like wrestled for a second and he just like won, it I, seemed like. I hated that. Like, how did Corey take his mask? How? 
Like he let you. Maybe people are saying he let him. Why? Why did he even fight then? If he's going to take the mask, like so that that was stupid. I also hated how they lured the the deputy back or whatever, and Corey helped Michael kill him, and then Michael like just energizes and he just like convulses and then like gets his energy back or whatever get gets his groove back. Oh my god, dude! I it's that's so weird. And we should say Michael's in like ten minutes of this movie. Michael is barely in this movie. Um, yeah. and so again, I love Halloween three where Michael is not in it. Okay. So this is not a oh, you wanted you just wanted a Michael, you're just a Michael Myers fan. I'm not. I mean I am, but that's not my criticism has nothing to do with that. Um it's just that none of this makes any sense. Um and I feel like it it makes sense and like I could see what they were going for. Like sure. I like, can production wise it makes it makes sense because I can like, see the movie they wanted to make, but they didn't make it well. To me, what I didn't want was like a elementary like commentary on what evil is and nature versus nurture and are we born evil or does the world make us evil? That kind of thing. Like, sure. The, I feel like the movie or the script thought it was way smarter than it was, you know, like sure. Swerving us with like a, the, yes. David Gordon green intellectual was, script. Yeah. David Gordon green definitely thought a lot of himself with this movie. I think so. I think, I think he got gassed up a lot with 2018 because 2018 was almost universally accepted as good right yeah but shouldn't he have learned his lesson from the last one which everyone's complaint i thought it was like kind of universal that like why did you just make laurie strode in the hospital the whole movie and like a very minor character (laughs) and then he kind of did that again yeah she's sidelined the when when the whole promo for the movie is their big showdown which also I have a big problem with the big showdown. So what it, the big, the, the showdown was cool. I will say the showdown was cool. It was it cool. Was, yeah. It was short relatively. And we saw most of the good bits in the trailer. Yes. Um, and it was nowhere near as good as the 2018 showdown. No, the 2018 showdown in the house, dude, that's so good. Uh, that's the best Michael fight in all of the Halloweens. And that's just like, if the, Fight in Endgame, the big battle in Endgame wasn't as good as like fighting the Chitari in Avengers One, you know? Like, right. I think there's some rules that need to be followed. You need to top the fight, like make it bigger. Right. Um, right. And like and maybe I'm like, a, like too much of like a caveman with what I was expecting with this movie, but I was telling you, I think like through, like throughout not just the trilogy, but the whole franchise, they've earned a movie that's just like, the beats that we want, you know, like the big crowd pleaser moments. I think you could right. have sprinkled in both, but I think they earned the right to like have it be like a little bit of a thin plot like Avengers Endgame is and just like cool brawls and traps and cat and mouse between Laurie and Michael. Like I, I said more it, of that. I said it months ago when we got our first trailer is I really hope the whole third act is the fight. Like, cause they were selling it, dude. Like this was knockdown drag out 60 minute time limit you know this is gonna this is it they're gonna go 12 rounds someone's gonna someone's gonna lose multiple people are gonna lose body parts you know they 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 sold it and I, I i bought it you know i bought that the whole trailer is Lori Lori strode you know right. and they did it with the last one when the teaser was them escaping on the truck you know and we're like oh it's cool it's gonna be karen allison and Lori like V Michael, like this movie, you know, they're banding together now and they're going to, you no, know, no, it's a bunch of it did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't care about. And that's no accident because they know, like if the trailer is all Lori, they know that's what we want to see. And that's what will get us to go see it. You know, of course it's, it's the, it's the writers. Well, not us. We're going to go see it regardless, but like the casual. Yes. Right. Um, but and like, yeah, I want to touch real quick on Allison because I feel like I talked more about Lori, but I thought it was, extremely annoying the way like borderline misogynist the way like they made her like such like an idiot an I idiot think. dude yeah yes um, it's such like, a but i love him g- like such a male listening. gaze character like yeah she's very- dating Corey, and laurie's like no he's a murderer um maybe don't date him and she's like no f you grandma <laughs> i'm gonna um, go with move him out of now town. i'm running away um and i was just like you met him a week ago yeah 
manic pixie dream boy and girl are running away together it was just right. like and and i don't recall her being poorly written previously maybe she no, was, she was un- pretty smart right I thought. yeah because she felt like stupid in this like making actively making poor decisions they both did kind of but especially allison right you know right i mean and back to the fight real quick there were bits that i liked also i should say some of some of the kills were really cool in this movie like what I liked was your my, favorite one the blowtorch that's awesome i've never seen that before i liked the um like the radio like on the the tongue on the oh table. my gosh i thought that was pretty cool i like that one yeah yeah that was great um but their fight was really cool there were bits of it that were i mean their fight was good it was just short and i it under delivered from what i was promised if i wasn't promised anything i would have been i would have probably felt stronger on it um mm-hmm. but anyway um, i loved how she like pinned him to the to the table with knives or whatever and yeah then I, I like when he finally got broke free i'm gesturing with my hands i like when he finally broke free and like joker mouthed his hand yeah oh gross great that was gross i I thought that was good i i even liked the ending where they like crucified him and they put him on the top of the car and they the town of haddonfield i liked that a lot that was a good part for me i like that he's like undeniably dead you know right you would think right right well until (laughs) they just they'll just reboot it right Um, a reboot yeah but in this story he's like he's not coming back i like that the commitment to that yeah me too um i think I, I don't know. I think I, I think the third act was enjoyable and the opening scene was enjoyable. But I I had a, the the middle <laughs> and a lot of the other plot and everything just left a whole lot to be desired. We didn't even talk about like some of the piss poor editing in this movie, like um the 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 part when I keep on to say Rowan, uh Corey um says to Allison, I killed somebody. And then just hard cuts to another scene. Like what? Just we're just over, yeah. we're just leaving the dialogue there. How does? Okay, there was a lot of that. A there lot was of a lot of the editing. Yeah, very bad. Um, I'm wondering if there's like the script is different, or I'm not sure what they're cutting around. But I did notice some bad ADR. I don't remember. I should have written down exactly what, but there was definitely some dubbing going on there of some lines being changed. I know a specific part. Okay. Um, it's at the end when Allison and Lori are sitting at the table. Yes. Um, they yes. have a conversation and you don't see either of their faces the whole time. Allison's like, I know that you didn't kill Corey. And then Lori's like, Yeah, but we can be like it was like very weird because you didn't see either of them talk the whole time. Clearly they added in at the end, like, oh, we need to make them reconcile a bit, you know? Um yeah, that, before Allison that, leaves. <laughs> that dialogue was so cringy and horrible. Like that like the 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 post killing of michael myers i hated that bit like i i don't know i just I liked was... i did like um that laurie got like a semi-happy ending oh with know? frank yeah that's nice yeah i like that part that right that should have stayed there regardless of what the movie is but um one thing i was hoping for was like kyle richards you know the yes that's the not a desperate house, real housewife her yeah. big return to acting was the last movie and she like narrowly escaped you know she didn't even get like, killed as Lindsay. The and then this one i thought we we're like oh we're gonna like she's gonna get her cool kill scene like it's been three movies now you know like the side right. nothing character like she needs to die that's like a badge of honor i feel like and they didn't she just was exposition for or someone for laurie to talk at a little bit right. you know um frustrating yeah totally um yeah that that was unfortunate um i'm trying to think if there's anything else we got to say before we give a score to this movie um there was something that you said i'm trying to remember it was on our facebook chat when we were talking about this movie on the night of um when we were just both like super roasting this movie uh i i don't know man i think there's just there's not a lot to like i I think you gotta you gotta you have to work really hard to like this movie you know yeah um, i mean that being said some people are really defending it so they are um so there's like um there's a thread on twitter that's getting a lot of traction um going in and then about the movie and essentially telling you that you're watching it wrong and that you know 
you need to watch it differently and watch it more like this movie. And it's not really a slasher movie. It's a, it's a, it's a, this type of movie. I forget specifically what, how they, how they, how they word those things, but it's just, that's not, if that's your excuse, if that's how you make the movie better, say, Oh, you're watching it wrong. Get out of here. A couple like rapid fire complaints I had that I, where I messaged at you about this movie was, um, I thought it was weird that the whole town turned on Lori. Yes. Uh, suddenly blamed her for Michael, I guess, which uh-huh. they banded together in the last one. And now they all hate Lori and she's the villain. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I didn't like in the fight how he was like trying to put her hand in the disposal. And it's like very nitpicky. Yes. That's what, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's the one I was, I was trying to remember. Yes. So I thought that was so stupid that her Michael putting his hand, her trying to put Lori's hand in the disposal. That's like Why? a game. That's like scream stuff or something, you know? Right. Now, I brought that up to Matt, and Matt's pushback is that, well, she did that to him in 2018, so it's retribution, which I can, I guess, but he's never done that before. Like, so, I don't know. I think that's kind of... I also, I was kind of just not into that. Uh, this I was that very was, much, like... It didn't feel that way in the, on the movie. The movie didn't tell me it was retribution, you know? You know what this is? What the connection I just made? This is like um, after Prometheus, there was David Covenant, and it was like yes. suddenly a David movie. It was a little bit like this is Corey. Corey begins, you know, right? Corey in the house. Um, <laughs> Corey in the house. It's just not what you wanted, you know. It's like another analogy. It's like you know how you have that friend that like you're good friends with, and then like they kind of try and make whoever they're dating at the time, also your friend, like they bring them to everything, you know, and like, oh, I guess we're hanging out with this person now, you know? Yes. But it's like someone they've been dating, like very new, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, well, now I'm that person's friend too. It's like that. It's like, this has done this twice now. It's like, well, we're, we're here for Lori. And they're like, well, here's, here's anyway, this guy. Here's, here's can Corey. He, can he come along? Can, right. I'm bringing here's, Corey to lunch. Is that okay? I'm like, sure. here's my Here's my kid brother, I guess. And like Corey might be cool, you know, your new boyfriend might be cool, but like you're my friend, you know, right? Anyway, yeah, let's let's rate this movie. I will go ahead and tell you, I gave it the exact same thing that I gave Kills, which wasn't on purpose. I went back and looked. Uh, this is getting a two on Letterboxd. If you're unfamiliar, that is the scale that we use. So gave it a two out of a possible five with half scores, half points in the middle. I hate when we align too closely, but I also gave both of those movies two stars. Um, but it's not like totally crazy because they both have the exact same Rotten Tomato score, thirty nine percent. Do they really? Yeah, that's interesting. There's only two fresh Halloween movies, and you know what they What's are: twenty eighteen and one. Yeah. Okay. H two O's good. <laughs> maybe I haven't watched it in a long time. But anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.